Calling all conscious achievers who are seeking more community and connection, I've got an invitation for you. Join me at this year's Summit of Greatness this September 7th through 9th in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio to unleash your true greatness. This is the one time a year that I gather the greatness community together in person for a powerful transformative weekend. People come from all over the world and you can expect to hear from inspiring speakers like Inky Johnson, Jaspreet Singh, Vanessa Van Edwards, Jen Sincero, and many more. You'll also be able to dance your heart out to live music, get your body moving with group workouts, and connect with others at our evening socials. So if you're ready to learn, heal, and grow alongside other incredible individuals in the greatness community, then you can learn more at lewishouse.com slash summit 2023. Make sure to grab your ticket, invite your friends, and I'll see you there. See, you are forgiving somebody so that you could be free. Otherwise, they occupy your upper chamber and trouble you day and night, right? It's not for the other person you, you, you are giving forgiveness. It's for your own sake. You don't want to punish yourself. You don't want to carry the garbage. You don't want to carry stress. You want to be free. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You've been continually for decades serving humanity to create more peace, harmony, alignment, congruency, joy, abundance, and fulfillment in life. And so I want to acknowledge you for your continual service and how you show up for the world. It's a beautiful thing. And I wanted to ask you first about how can we forgive the people that have hurt us the most, whether intentionally they tried to hurt us whether they are emotionally abusive, verbally, physically abusive, or unintentionally, we interpreted they did something that hurt us. How do we learn to let go of that hurt and pain? I want to ask a counter question. Why Tell do you me. want to forgive? Why do you want to forgive? Well, what happens if we don't forgive? It's very painful, right? Uh, we hold on to stress. That's and, it. Yeah. That's it. See, you are forgiving somebody so that you could be free. Otherwise, they occupy your upper chamber and trouble you day and night, right? It's not for the other person you, you, you are giving forgiveness. It's for your own sake. You don't want to punish yourself. You don't want to carry the garbage. You don't want to carry stress. You want to be free. Right. And you just, I might forget and forgive and move on. But why is it so hard for people? Some people hold on to that anger and resentment for years. And it's so hard for them to let go of, of the pain. I, I tell them, see, if you find it hard to let go, don't, don't struggle. Do the easy way. 
Is it easy to hold on the grudge? It's painful. <laughs> what appears to be easy is not easy. Mm. And what appears to be difficult is not difficult. We must, we must wake up and see this. This is the fact. You know, you are holding grudge against somebody and you are creating toxins in your own body and you are spoiling your health. You're spoiling your mood. You you go with sleepless nights. So do the easiest one. Right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking on relationships, um, I feel like life is about relationships. The relationship we have to ourselves, the relationship to others, the universe, you know, all these different things. It seems to me like a lot of people are struggling in intimate relationships these days, finding a healthy partner and relationship. Why do you think it's so hard for people to attract a healthy partner and really keep a happy, healthy relationship? Yeah. Coming back to the previous point you said yeah. about forgiveness. You know, usually we think forgive when we forgive somebody, we think we are doing a favor to someone. It's not so. That's secondary. That's only a side effect. Favor to others is a side effect, but it's favoring yourself. Every time you are angry, you're punishing yourself mm. for someone else's mistake. Right. So you get double the pain. They hurt you and then you keep hurting yourself. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, coming to this, uh, why we attract people, how, how do we manage that, you know, it all depends on our vibrations. Our vibrations. Our vibrations. See, if, uh, if our vibrations are positive, then we attract such people. If our vibrations uh, are negative or doubtful or, you know, um, greedy sometimes, and so we, we get into relationship with people who have similar, you, similar vibes. Have you heard about this? Uh, I mean, we have all heard about this uh, sayings, no birds of the same feather flock uh -huh, together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, we need to improve our own vibrations. We seldom pay attention to that. What should our vibrations be and how can we get them to a healthy, conscious place? Um, first of all, uh, broadened awareness, a bigger context to life. Ability to let go of the past and be in the present moment. Second is uh, doing breathing techniques and meditation. You know, making music a part of your life. Singing, dancing, playing, uh, having fun. All this can create a very positive vibes around you. Yeah. And many times it feels like easier said than done. Uh, it feels so not so possible, not so easy, and it's difficult. But you know, you have to move through that. You have the power to make it possible for yourself, if you wish. Yeah, but when someone's feeling stuck or anxious or depressed, like their life isn't moving forward, or things keep happening that don't support them in their growth, how can people get on sky breathing technique? What's it called? Answer. 
What's it called? The sky. Sky breathing? Yeah. Sky breathing technique. The Sudarshan Kriya and the breathing exercise, pranayama, meditation. This does it. Really? Yeah. How long does this breathing technique take? Oh, it just takes a couple of days, two, three days to learn, and then you you can do it on your own. Five, ten minutes, ten minutes every day. Can you share a brief example of what that looks like? No, you need to learn it. I don't sure. believe in peace meals usually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a thing that there are a number of instructors in this country, and it's being offered in many uh, college campuses, about 107 universities in this country have taken. While veterans are taking it and they're benefiting from it. So you can just Google and go into the... Right. Sky breathing technique. Correct. It was called Kajra. Why do you think so many people are desperate to be in a relationship, an intimate, loving relationship? Why do you feel like that's happening in the world right now? That people are struggling to find love, keep love, and they want it so badly. No, it's it's a human nature uh, to relate to people. Human nature is to be together, express their feelings, share their feelings. There's nothing wrong in it. But in this process, we need to see how enduring is our relationship. Enduring. Mm -hmm. And how uh, we are able to accept the other person. Yes. You know, sometimes we want everything in our way only. You know, that doesn't work. You know, in relationship, there's always a compromise. There's always, you have to give and take. And today, with so much stress um, in our lives, you know, our communication system has broken down. And it keeps breaking down. And then our perceptual ability is also taking a beat, beating. Our perception abilities. Uh, we're not able to perceive uh, the right thing you know, properly. We don't go beyond our own mental and emotional bubble to see what others are in need and what do they see and what do they want. You know, that sense of caring and sharing is essential in any relationship. And all this can come only when we have patience. Mm. <laughs> a lot of people struggle with having patience. Ah. And they struggle with accepting another person in a relationship. They want the other to change. Yes. Why do so many people want their partner to change and why can't they accept them? This is my question. This is the question we need to ask because one is not aware. One is not aware about oneself. We are not conscious about what we think, what we do, how we behave, and what impact it has on the others. We are we don't pay attention to that at all. We only see the other, what they are doing, how it is affecting us. So, you know, the human mind swings between a victim consciousness and a culprit consciousness. Both are not healthy in any relationship. They both will destroy intimate relations. Really. If you feel you are a victim, that's it. You cannot have a normal relationship. And if you feel guilty that you have done something wrong and you are a culprit, then also it cannot happen. So you need to find that fine balance and move yourself away from the, from the action and all those things. Even for a few seconds, few minutes every day, 
and be a witness and create that inner awareness from within you then you know your intuitive ability works your vibrations become so harmonious and you are you become more uh, loving and lovely person right what would you say then are the the keys to creating a conscious healthy relationship is to be free from stress if you are stressed you are far away from creating a healthy relationship really but what about the people watching or listening saying okay that sounds great but i've got all these responsibilities and kids and bills and debt how do i not be stressful with so much going on well being stressful are you able to manage those things not well <laughs> not yeah. well yeah so how does someone overcome stress you should stress? have that confidence you you look back look back in your own life this is not the first time you're getting stressed you got stressed so many times from years and you have overcome all those uh, situations that should give you enough self confidence that you can hey well i can get over this there's nothing you see looking back at your own experience you can number one second is see that uh, any stressful condition that you are in at the current moment is not going to stay there like that forever you'll be able to manage it it's going to change the law change that confidence that things will change for better will help you third thing is you know there is a higher power which is so caring and loving your own higher self or you say god or whatever you know that the higher power has a power to change things and you offer it to the higher power what if someone doesn't believe in a higher power never mind never mind you believe in your own power right yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're capable of you're overcoming capable. this you're capable yeah you're capable Why do you think so many relationships end? Intimate relationships, Being bitter and sour and all that, right? But this is not a subject which I am <laughs> too familiar with. But still, what in, by my observation, what I can say is, in relationship, uh, it's like two lines focusing on each other, and sometimes they will have to go apart. part their ways if you police your partner too much this is what is going to happen if you police them too mm. much but if both the partner have a uh, single goal of doing something bigger something good then it's like two parallel lines that can go on forever but if you are focused just on each other where are you going what are you doing what did you do you know all that stuff what did you say what i didn't say and stuff like that sooner or later it's going to become messy right and the second thing is if the relationship is is coming from the space of giving contributing in the relation not taking then also it will be long lasting that that has to come from both sides it's not that one person is giving the other is only taking all time it won't work Because the giver will get frustrated, the taker will feel uh, there is no charm in the relation. They'll move away. Is the taker who feels there is no charm, they move away. 
So here again, uh, that should come from both sides. We contribute to each other. And we have a bigger goal in life, a common goal to move on. What, what is an example of a goal that a conscious relationship could have? Yeah, it could be many things. It could, both can work towards environmental uh, causes or can work for making the society better or you know, art or culture. Or, you know, there could be many things. One so, something more and, than they're just their relationship. Yeah, more than just you and me, you and me all the time, you know, that sort of. Yeah. Why else do you think people struggle in intimacy and relationships from your observation? Is it a lack of communication? Is it a lack of choosing the right partner because you don't accept them? You see, uh, many times people say there's a bright partner they choose and after a while they don't find them any <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They were right, now they're wrong. No, yeah. They were right. And then they say, we never got along after 20 years of being together. So uh, this is all the mind game that we go through, you see. Uh, again, here, uh, you should know that uh, any relationship, it could be a Mr. Toad's wild ride. Uh -huh. You see, there could be a bumpy rides. Uh, but uh, you have to move past that. Mm -hmm. There are speed breakers in small roads, you see. You're on highway, there's no speed breakers. But in small roads, there will be speed breakers. Stop signs. And you have to stop. Potholes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it sounds like to me is we've got to learn to, you know, the journey within also is in unison with mastering our minds, is learning how to manage the minds at different seasons of life. Exactly. Relationships, career, money, object. It's all in there. It's all in there. Say you can't move within unless uh, you see that there is harmony all around you. And how to create harmony around you? By your attitude, by your understanding, and by your communication skills and uh, improving your vibrations. And this is all what we talk about in this, how to manage anger. It's it's normal to be angry. It's normal to feel greedy. It's normal to feel jealous. It's normal. All these negative emotions are normal. But if you don't know how to handle them, manage them, or get over them, then you're stuck. Right. Then you make a mess out of your own life. This is all what in the, the in this you know few days, you know, I mean, few pages of journey within. Yeah. You know, it, it started in 1995 when I sat with a group of people and they had all these sort of issues. And then time to time, every Wednesday we would sit and we would come, across, come together with some points of wisdom from life. It's not taken from any books or here and there. It's life experience. And then we call it the knowledge facts. As those days there was no email, there was no social media, you know, and not, not even cell phones. So we used to fax this around the world to, uh, to people around the world. You have one in here on page 109 that says, fools will make you wiser. Why will fools or people that upset you or frustrate you make you wiser? It's interesting you go through that, read it. it I mean... Uh, many of these topics are 
just out of the box thinking. They're not just the normal, uh, you know, conceptual thing, but something which triggers your imagination, triggers your uh, thinking uh, in, into a very unconventional manner. Yes. You said here, respect everybody as you respect your spiritual teacher, but don't expect from everyone what you expect from your spiritual teacher. So, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. I'm curious about money and happiness. I'm here, we're here in Los Angeles, and a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people come to LA because they want to make money, they want to become famous, and they think that will also make them happy. Can you speak into what is happiness? How can we generate happiness? And does money and fame support you in being happier? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, there's nothing wrong in wanting to be rich, wanting to be famous. That's it's normal for people uh, who are uh, who want to progress in their life. They want to achieve something. It's quite normal. That's nothing wrong. But if you see when you get there only, then you'll be happy. Then you are wrong. Look at all those people who are rich or famous. Are they happy in their lives? You will get the answer. <laughs> so you can be happy now and then work towards whatever you want to achieve in life. You see? Don't postpone being happy. That's what I tell them. Yeah. Otherwise, it will be a continual postponement. and You may start postponing to the next lifetime. Though. Right. You see that? So, as per, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can work towards it. But when you're happy now, here, it will give you more energy and ideas to go where you want to go. Yes. If you simply be feverish to make more money, even if you make money... Uh, all sorts of things, you don't know what, where you will end up later on. Correct? Right. So, your goals must support your end. Your goals must support your end. Your goals, yeah. Your means for the goals. Uh-huh. So, support your um, end. Right. Right? And the means should not be an end in itself. Right. You know, there's, speaking of, you know, wealthy people and are they happy, there's definitely wealthy people who are happy, but there's some wealthy people who are not happy, that are miserable and have a lot of stress. You've been to, you know, some of the poorest places in the world to be in service, and you've seen children who have nothing very happy. Very happy. Very happy. I've seen the same thing. And it's amazing. They have maybe one meal a day if they're lucky, but they have friends, family, they have community. 
and they're running around playing soccer with, you know, rocks on the field and a, a broken ball, and that's all they have, but they're happy. Because why are some poor people extremely happy uh, and some rich people extremely poor in happiness? This is something that everyone has to think about. That that gives them idea. Happiness is not just connected to your richness or poorness or where you live. I wouldn't say all the poor people are happy. There are poor people right. who are unhappy too. And I don't even say that all rich people are unhappy. That will also be wrong. Mm -hmm. There are some very rich people who are happy and they are happy doing service. There are two types of happiness. Mm -hmm. you know? One is the happiness that uh, you ex you feel when you get things. You know, you get a birthday gift or you get a Christmas gift and you are so happy. The joy in getting something is normal. It's, uh, it's there from the childhood, right? But there is a different type of happiness. The happiness that you get when you give. Mm -hmm. This is the joy of a grandmother, I would say. You know, a grandmother would make many dishes and the kids come home and she'll give cake. She'll bake the cake and make the cookies and she'll make pasta. I mean, she'll, her joy is in feeding. Her joy is in giving. So in life, some place we have to get uh, to this joy of contributing. So if you're contributing to society, the immense gratification it comes to you, gives you. And you wipe the tears of even one person around the corner. You know, that gives such a, such a cool breeze to your heart and to your mind, uh, such a joy to your mind. This is the joy that we should not miss in life. We cannot die only grabbing things till the last minute. We must learn how to contribute and feel happy about Right. What about certain people that maybe don't feel like they're receiving anything in life? They're not receiving any gifts or support, they're struggling, um, and they don't feel like they have anything to give. They really feel like, I'm in lack, I don't have anything to give as well. How can they turn that situation into joy and happiness? My dear, you can at least give a smile. Right, I agree. You can say a few nice words to people of comfort. Can't you smile? What is big in just smiling when everything is okay, when things are falling apart, if you can stand up and smile, I know I can manage, I know things will pass. That smile, that positive vibration from you amidst all the uh, troubled water, itself is a hope. Mm -hmm. Your positive mindset itself creates such a positive vibration around you and helps other people. Absolutely. So you don't have to be um, giving something if you don't have. You can only give what you have. Nobody expects you to give what you don't have. But whatever you have, you can definitely share with others. Absolutely, yeah. This is what we see in some of the poor communities. They may have very little, but they share with others. Right. And they feel a lot of love and joy and community and community connection and, and fulfillment. Correct, correct. How does someone develop an abundant mindset? Something where they have, they believe that abundance of love and joy and 
opportunities can come to them versus staying stuck in a limit of what they're capable of creating or achieving. One should, uh, first of all, become aware of the reality in the world. Get out of our little well that we are into and see the ocean of humanity where it is and compare with that and you'll see you'll be grateful you are at least much better off than so many people who are who don't even have the basic things that you have right that itself will give you a, a breathing space see feel better about yourself number one second um Again, here I would say meditation will help one to get out of grief and sense of lack. You know, it's just a state of mind. You can continue to feel lack even if you are a billionaire. That's true. It can, it can continue with you forever in your life. So here meditation can uh, bring that inner sense of abundance. And when you have that inner sense of abundance, I tell you, Abundance will start flowing to you from outside as well. What should that feeling be inside of us in order to feel abundant? What does that feeling look See, like, experience? Isn't there, there, there's no, it should be this way. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are feeling, just be with it. Those feelings come because you have certain uh, misconceptions in your mind wrong notions in your mind or, and, uh, or stress, too much stress, then everything appears to be very bleak. Yes. And you don't enjoy even simple things, you know. So, well, I feel stress is the biggest enemy of mankind. Really? Because stress destroys the relationship. It destroys your own peace of mind. It... Uh, your health. Your yeah. health. Yeah. And, your communication goes for it toss. You react more. Yeah. yeah. But it seems so hard for people to let go of stress, <laughs> to just let go of it. It seems. No, because nobody taught them how to get out of this. Interesting. Neither at school nor at home, no one teaches us how we can be free from stress. We're, we're, we're seeing how to be stressful, but not how to get out of stress. Get out of stress. We see other people stressed and we're, we're mimicking that, but not how to be peaceful. Yeah, because this education is missing. Uh, that is where I feel it's very important. Now, intellectually, you know, oh, I shouldn't be ups upset, I shouldn't be annoyed, I shouldn't lose my temper. All this intellectually, you know, as a concept, you know, you understand all that. But in practical life, it doesn't seem to become a reality. It doesn't translate into reality. Your thoughts are different, your actions are different. This is where the breathing techniques and uh, Sudarshan Kriya sky techniques all come in so handy. Yes. Because it helps when it gives tools and technique for people to, you know, just let go yes. of those and feel the freshness from within. Mm. How often do you feel stressed or angry today with all the wisdom that you have? Do you, do you ever feel stressed or do, angry? Do I look stressed? Today? Not right now. <laughs> do you ever have a moment since I were like, mm, I don't like that person did this thing or said this or 
does it ever like just a little bit and then you go back to your uh, it it will be so hard to believe but it is the truth that i don't get this at all that's got to feel amazing it's got to feel peaceful <laughs> yeah. then how much does the ability of someone needing to learn to heal support them in overcoming stress if they still have emotional or physical wounds from the past or yeah. memories yeah. from the past that, that need hurt to them. be healed and again here this will help you to heal i have a breathing technique meditation helps you to just come out of it and that's what we have been doing in this country for all the war veterans you know they had tried all psychological things and then they have seen um, doctors and ptsd syndromes 8000 of war veterans in america alone have undergone this program star programs healing breath workshop wow and you must hear their experiences and it's so heartwarming and you know, the mothers uh, and the wives of those people have said we got our son back you know these same war veterans who just hide in their basement or not have any family life and that um, the trauma of war wounds oh my gosh the psychological wounds they had undergone moral wounds were very difficult to heal but just in few days time three four days time they're completely out of wow so uh, a gentleman even made a movie out of it uh, almost sunrise is a movie they okay. made on on our technique how this was this has helped many war veterans it's a very interesting movie mm mm-hmm. i f- i feel like it's hard to be peaceful if we haven't learned to heal right. it's hard to absolutely. not react and be stressed if there's a still a wound inside of us absolutely absolutely right that is where uh, wisdom combined with techniques would help them to get out right wisdom techniques and integrating these these techniques consistently yeah and i'm not saying oh you have to practice for a long time then you will find the effect no within few day within few sittings three four sittings you can find the change yes the healing is so fast yes so at some point sometime we even call this healing breath workshop mm-hmm. when we started but then um with our know, healing breath means its its scope is very limited only for those who need it but many don't even realize they need these exercises these uh, you know to to be more happy right so we change it into happiness program that's good i like <laughs> it yeah i like that you talked about the education system and what we aren't teaching our kids at home and in schools if you could require in a hypothetical world if you could ask that teachers or schools teach only three things to support the youth what would those three lessons be teach them how they can manage their emotions number 1 number 2 um we have to teach them how they can accept others and how uh, to create a very cordial atmosphere make more new friends in their schools and colleges wherever they are uh third thing is um to be resilient mm. you know failures come in life uh, you know you get fights you get into some unpleasant situations and how to snap out of it 
without hanging on to it in your mind and worrying about it. Going along with that, I think those are beautiful. Going along with that, I believe one of the biggest fears for people is the fear of rejection. Um, the fear of other people's opinions and rejection. How does someone learn to be okay with others rejecting them, with nasty comments online, with people saying no to them over and over? How does someone learn to still love and appreciate themselves in the face of rejection? You need inner strength for that. That's where the journey within will help you a lot. <laughs> yeah. You need inner strength to, to be able to be solid and not worry about what others say, not to be football of others' opinion. For that, you need that uh, inner strength. And it's, it's a gradual growth. You can't say it can happen right tomorrow after listening to our podcast. No. For that, they need to do a little bit of meditation, a little bit of wisdom, and all rest will be the journey with you. Yeah, for sure. But why do you think people hold on to the opinions of others so much? Why do we care so much about what? Because you don't have a bigger context about life. You don't see all the thoughts, all the opinions of people are changing, including your own. You had some opinion about somebody and then and it just changed very fast or, you know. In few days or in few months, right? Your opinions do change. So others, you must give others also the freedom to change their opinions. Mm -hmm. It's true. And we don't have to think their opinion is uh, is right. Is or... etched in stone and same all the time. It's just it's just a ripple in the on the surface of water. Yes. And you have no control over that. That's true. And. The bigger context to your life, again, uh, and more being conscious of the, the the different treasure of wealth that you have, uh, the beautiful qualities you possess as a human being, will help you uh, yes. to overcome those things. Broadening your perspective about life. Correct, correct. I've heard you talk about, you know, we have so many thoughts every single day in our minds, right? Thought, thousands, millions of thoughts a day. What are the thoughts that we should be trying to focus on the most consistently when we have a negative thought? How can we replace it with something else? I feel you shouldn't fight with any thoughts. The more you resist, the more those thoughts will come to you. There is a skill in dealing with the thought, turning the negative into positive. That skill is what meditation is all about. And if you are stressed, however you struggle to get rid of negative thought, it is impossible for you to get rid of them. If you don't get rid of stress and try to only manage the thought, it is not going to work. Root cause of all this negativity is the stress. You get rid of stress and you will see naturally you will have only positive. Right. And if you start to heal, you'll start to get rid of the stress. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it possible to be happy and hurt at the same time? Have like a wound emotionally or psychologically or physically? Is it, happy to be, is it, is it possible to be happy at the same time that you're dealing with this Maybe hurt? partially there could be some more. But you do... Uh, to be really totally happy, you have to get rid of the wounds. 
the world. And I don't see it as impossible. Right. I see it as very much possible. Even if they take a little bit of inner journey, make that inner journey, uh, meditate a little bit, have a broader context to life, and serve in society in whatever capacity they can. Yeah. What do you think people struggle with the most that you've seen over the last few months in society? Is it dealing see, with... post-pandemic, post what I see is there is aggression on one side and depression on the other side. Mm. People are swinging between these two extremes. At the drop of a hat, people lose their tempo and become so aggressive on one side. On the other side, there is depression and suicidal tendencies and feeling bad about themselves. This is also prevalent. And both, I feel, is not good for the health of a society, of an individual. So we need to get rid of these two extremities. Um, What's the root cause of aggression and depression? Again, uh, lack of robust mental health. And this is the talk of the town, no, everywhere, <laughs> mental health, we talk about it. But we are not thinking about uh, remedies which are time-tested, like breathing, meditation, Stillness, yoga, and all these and nature. things. Nature. Nature walk. And we are only thinking about oh, what type of medication we can stuff ourselves with and steroids that you take and then, you know, you bloat yourself even more. And I think we the, the lifestyle changes we yeah. need to adopt to ourselves. Yeah. Why are people so influenced on these things or on things that really don't matter about the journey within? Fancy things, superficial things, you know, more and more and more. Why are, they, why are people so focused on these things in life versus feeling peaceful and happy? See, nature of mind is to wanting something new. Mind always goes for something new. Right. And fashion and more. But heart always longs for something old. You take pride in an old friend, not in a new friend. Right. And you take pride in having the latest uh, model of car or a computer or a watch, right? That That's the latest thing that the mind wants. So life is like that. Life is a combination of old and new. Like the roots are old, but the shoots come new. Right. And we have to balance them. And if you don't attend to the roots at all, there is no life. Mm. That's true. How do you balance that in your life by having the mission that you're on and dealing with everything else that's happening? Life is already balanced. You don't have to make struggle, uh, make any you know, attempt to balance it. It's It's been like this for me. Right. Because <laughs> I want nothing for myself. What's that? I want nothing for myself. Right. So I'm here to give and whatever I have. I yeah. Need. That's it. Right. right. Uh, have you Have you always been like that? Or is, did you have to train your mind to... No, no. I didn't have to do any training. No, nothing. I've been like this. Really? 
Why do you think you've been like that? It's been easy for well, you. Well, I don't know myself. <laughs> it's been like that. It's my nature. I've yeah. been like that from my very young days. So, you know, when you have a purpose, um, and the nature is taking over that, you're not even thinking, I have to do this, this. And nature makes things happen through you. Right. Did you always have a purpose, or did it come to you later in life? No, I always, from the childhood, I really? knew that to uh, so, unite everybody. Really? Make people realize, hey, we are all one human family. When you were a kid? Really? When did you realize that you could truly make an impact on people's lives? Like, how old were you when you noticed that you were able no, to? You see, I did not think about, oh, I had to do this and this and this and that. And I just let life take over and I, I flew with however the time took me, wherever it took me. Right. I've heard you talk about mental health, about creating the journey within, meditation, breathing, and really broadening our perspective of life. What do you see happening over the next couple of years after the pandemic and after where everything is at with aggression, depression? What do you see things moving into? Do you want me to be predicting, looking at the crystal ball? <laughs> I'm just, just curious if you have any insights of what you think might happen. No, I don't see that. I think more and more people are getting more conscious. Conscious, conscious yeah. They are realizing where we are going wrong and how we should get our lives back on track and um, how it's important for us to share and care for the environment, for people, care for peace in the world. Right. You know, we, when this war broke up uh, between Ukraine and Russia, we, we started a Stand for Peace campaign. A tremendous response was there in people. You know? Right. Because we were feeling so, you know, the population was feeling so trapped and so helpless. See, we can't do anything. If someone is fighting there, what can we do? This sort of despondency was in in the public. So when they all stood up and said, no, I stand for peace, there is something that you can do for, even from the thought level, an intention of uh, goodness, yes. of peace for the world, it empowers you. It, it helps you to come out of the despondency and... Mm -hmm. A sort of uh, helplessness. Yes. This is what I would uh, tell every. You know, don't underestimate your power, your mental power, your spiritual power. Each one of you have an ocean of uh, wealth, energy within. Mm. Tap into that. Yes. And you can do, you can make a difference in the world. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I've got two final questions for you as we get close to the end of our time. Before I ask them, I want people to get the book, Notes for the Journey Within, Essentials of the Art of Living. Make sure you guys get a few copies for yourself, for your friends. This is going to help you stay spiritually aware, keep your perspective broadened, and, and really help you let go of the stress that's causing you a lot of the pain and suffering right now. Uh, so make sure you guys get a few copies of this. Follow you everywhere. I love your YouTube, your Instagram, your you're a social media superstar now, so make sure to follow everywhere on social media. We'll have it all linked up. Um, I want to acknowledge you, Guru Dev, for your your consistency in your journey of service. I love the example that you set. You inspire me. You inspire so many people. So I'm so grateful that you keep showing up and giving to the world. 
in the way you do to stand for peace and harmony. Um, I asked you these two questions the last time, so I'm curious if the answer is different um, now that it's been a couple of years, but this is a, a question called the three truths, and I have your answers here from before. Um, but if you could share only three lessons with the world, and they wouldn't have access to this book or this conversation or anything else you've shared, what would those three lessons be or those three truths? See, if you go to a pharmacy and ask them, give me three medicines, <laughs> what would they do? See, come on, what is the medicine that you want? You pick up. See, you go to the ocean and give me three things that you have. The ocean would only say, come on, you pick up what you want. Salt from me, fish from me, oil from me, gas from me, pearls from me, you pick up. Wisdom is an ocean. And so you pick up what you want. And that's what journey with you. <laughs> I like it. Final question, what is your definition of greatness? Why do we have to define greatness? We don't need to define mm. anything that is very big very significant in your life goes beyond definition. You can't define love. You can't define compassion. How can you encapsulate something which is so secret, so intimate to you, like compassion or love, in few sentences? Same with greatness. It's something that uplifts you, elevates your old spirit. When you feel um, more than what you are yourself, and then you want to define it what gratefulness is, then we are not doing justice to those uh, qualities or those words even. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me as well as ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at Lewis House. House. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great.